As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey guys, it's Gwen, and you're listening to Glam Squad Confidential, the podcast where we talk to the best and brightest in Hollywood Glam Squad pros. We're talking hairstylists, makeup artists, manicurists, facialists, you get the idea. But of course, to break down all the beauty news, I've got to have my co-pilot on the beauty plane, Mr. Travis Cronin on the mic. Uh, nothing I love more than boote and beauté news. <laughs> <laughs> now, Travis, it is not just any week. This has been Oscars week. We saw the Oscars last night. What did you think? And I'm not talking about the brawls. Let's just keep it to the beauty. <laughs> I I really, really enjoyed the beauty a lot. Seeing Beyonce and Natural Glam opening the show just makes everyone happier, doesn't it? The red carpet was so good. There were some stunning looks. And I think there was a lot of like individuality that showed people's personalities, which I really liked. I wasn't seeing too many trends. I was seeing people really just sort of being themselves, which I really liked about the beauty and style last night. I agree. It was kind of like a return to glamour in Hollywood, but also kind of like low-key, right? Yeah. Like there was yeah. so much just Less like stuffy. loose down hair, like kind of, I think that waves were one of the biggest trends, which I absolutely love because that's something that like everybody can can get inspo from, right? Mm -hmm. And um, gosh, I loved that makeup on Beyonce, that like icy blue lid but you know i really just wanted her to give me something on the red carpet like i was a little bit bummed that she didn't hit the red carpet yeah but you know when you're opening the show it's sort of the timing doesn't quite work out and beyonce's not the type to show up at like 2 p.m isn't that the truth it really is okay well you know i know that we have a lot to talk about so i'm just going to get right into who our special guest is today i can't even believe that she is awake because she did so many incredible heads of hair in Hollywood last night. Some of my favorites, of course, she is Alana Himes, hairstylist. Um, I love Alana Heim. I'm actually going to LA to see Heim perform on May 1st at the Hollywood Bowl. I can't wait. And we're going to talk about that. But also, this hairstylist did Nicole Kidman last night. I mean, talk about oh. iconic. Of course, we're talking about none other than Mara Rosak, who has, you know, uh, Mara, you do everyone in Hollywood. I mean, I always think of you with Emma Stone and Zoe Saldana and like all your girls. But here now, you know, I mean, Nicole Kidman, her hair looked the best it's ever looked. 
Is this yeah. a new collaboration for you? First of all, thank you. Thank you. This is this is where I need to be every Monday after the Oscars. Okay. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for having me. The Nicole relationship actually has been years. I started working with her. I like can't remember what year, but it has been several years, mm. but not totally consistent, right? I think she kind of has her handful of people that are her go-tos and but I was very excited to get to get the call for Oscars. She was nominated. You know, you just, there's no world in which you don't. (laughs) Absolutely. Yes. When and where I will fly to Australia any, any time of day. Um, But luckily it was just Hollywood. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely incredible. I mean, of course she was clad in, a custom Armani Privé gown that actually the color of the dress was created for her. It was completely custom right down to that exact shade of sort of like, I want to say it was like an icy cornflower. I just loved mm. that, that dress. I didn't really love the bulbous pieces around her middle because she is such an incredible figure. But um, I mean, the silhouette was just incredible. And her hair was really, I, I feel like it was like, mm-hmm her favorite, my favorite look on her ever. You did sort of like a woven sort of side chignon. How would you describe that hair? Oh my gosh. Well, thank you. It was, yes. We wanted to keep it classic, right? Without it feeling too period to where it would be like a, a, you know. Awesome. Exactly. Exactly. So kind of finding the balance between sort of fresh, modern, but really elegant and, you know, sort of old Hollywood-esque without being too on the nose, right? So that was really my inspiration. And when I do a chignon like that, it really is about, it feels like sculpting to me. My mom actually was a sculptor for many, many years. And it took me so long into my career to really connect the two and how my approach, and I would imagine many hairdressers kind of feel similar that it can feel like you're sort of sculpting and there isn't necessarily a lot of, um, like it can feel very free form sculpting. Gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. The hair looks so healthy and great too. Yeah. The color is amazing. So like how long before the Oscars do you start planning the look? And are you being sent sketches of like what the neckline of the dress is? Are you collaborating on the color and all that? No, it just happens like in the moment. I can't even imagine. That's wild. <laughs> I know. It's so wild. And, <laughs> and every case is different, right? Like I have definitely had the luxury of being involved in the process from the beginning, right? And I think that can depend on, you know, one, how much time has that actor and stylist been able to like if someone's in production on a film it can be really hard to get their time to really collaborate on look or do fittings etc right so it can kind of even come down to that um but I have really had the luxury of like being involved very early on. In this case, I wasn't. And it's and it's not always like that. Um, sometimes you see pretty much the day of. And um, both work 
one makes me feel a little bit more like I'm on like a game show or something where it's like, here's the look, let's <laughs> figure it out. It's a challenge that is definitely exciting and keeps me on my toes. Uh, but yeah, a little bit less time to like really prepare and or overthink. Sometimes the things we create in the moment when you don't have the luxury of, you know, months to plan ahead um, works. Totally. I mean, I agree. I mean, that's probably partly why it, it looks so organic and just kind of like, I mean, that chignon, right? Because it could go totally wrong where a chignon can look like old. Mm-hmm. And it's right. just like fresh and fabulous. I loved it so much. Oh, I'm so glad. And I will really, I, I mean, it's such a testament to Nicole too. You know, she, I feel like has really stayed in this. She just manages to like, every time I feel like there's this new, like freshness, right? She is such an artist. She's such a brilliant actress. She can so completely step into right the roles and I think on the red carpet too she really does that where she can kind of be yeah like these different versions of herself and it really keeps it fresh and interesting and you know like youthful even though I don't love using that word she just enters each situation with such openness I love that. It's so awesome. And then, you know, of course, it's like you've got this iconic actress on one hand, and then you have Alana Haim, who's like the up-and-comer, right? Like, she is like the young Hollywood it girl to watch. I haven't seen Licorice Pizza. I know. Don't at me. I need to. I know that I need to. It was only in theaters, and it was like very limited release in New York, and blah, blah, blah. But anyway, everything that I've seen from it, she is just mesmerizing and i love like so her hair it was just part of this like waves movement that was a big trend last night but those waves like how do you even describe them they just sort of had bend like they were kind of like smooth waves with kind of like a modern bend how would you describe them Mm, i feel like you did a perfect job there i mean maybe we just call them the like cool girl waves yeah, I don't know because totally cool. <laughs> they really are. They really are cool. <laughs> You're a Haim fan. You're an Alana Haim fan, but you yes. are band Haim. Yes, fan. I'm, a, I'm a band. I am. I'm a big time band fan. I'm really excited to go out to see them at the Hollywood Bowl because, first of all, I've never been to the Hollywood Bowl, which I know also is like crazy, but crazy. I never have. And it was like in the you know, during Omicron, when like everything was getting canceled and it was so hard to go anywhere, a girlfriend and I made plans to go to outdoor concerts. Like we just like made plans, like people who we loved who were going to play. We just made these plans. And like, we're literally like traveling around the world to see bands play in outdoor stadiums. And now, you know, we're in a really great place where you probably could go inside to see a concert. But Anyway, so the girls, you were you were saying once to me how the Heim sisters are, it's like a package deal. Like you go to do Alana's hair and you're doing everybody's hair. Yes, exactly. Did they sort of plan, because they all kind of wear their hair the same way, 
right? Like, did they all sort of plan like, all right, it's going to be down tonight or we're going to do ponytails or. (laughs) It's always a conversation. I do feel like they, um, well, when I I also am a Haim fan and I feel like their hair has always been such a huge part of their like rock and roll thing. Middle parts is really always the way I have can count on literally count on one hand. I think there have been two times where I've convinced one of them to do a slightly side part. (laughs) (laughs) And it, it hasn't happened often. It's, it's a rare sighting, but it is definitely fun, but I love their, you know, classic middle part, loose, cool waves. Um, and last night we decided, you know, Alana, actually, once I saw her dress, which I did get to see a bit in advance, you know, Louis Vuitton custom made it. Yep. I am close with her stylist. And so they were showing us kind of the sketches they had along the way and some of like what the beading was going to look like. But the dress wasn't finished until, you know, kind of close to the <laughs> But at least I had, you know, like probably a couple of days before to really get a sense. And once I saw it in the fitting, it was definitely clear to me that um, like for BAFTAs, we did a slightly more like blowout, more smooth, not really like much bend in terms of waves. Mm. Um, And I think Alana had really liked that hair and was thinking, okay, this would be such great Oscars hair. You know, the BAFTAs are kind of the Oscars of the UK. And I loved that moment. And I saw the dress and I thought, you know what? I think this dress could take a little bit more edge, a little bit more of the like still soft and beautiful because it is the Oscars and it's such a classic moment, but we could definitely like rough it up with the texture a little bit and add a little bit more bend and then for the other two sisters, Danielle and SD, um, we went a little bit smoother, straighter. Um, it's always a conversation, even if it's very subtle to the eye. I bet. Well, that's the thing. Like, you know, those cool girl waves, which, you know, you want them to look like you just sort of rolled out of bed and, you know, you just look that amazing. But I'm sure so much goes into it. Yeah. I mean, I think it definitely more emotionally and like in preparation too, right? Like days before the Oscars, I'm like going through my kit and making sure I have multiple kits so that I don't have to worry about packing up and leaving something behind. Um, so it's funny how much more kind of goes into it than, yeah, like you're saying, most people would would know or think. Yeah. I mean, it's like you're blowing it out and then you're like creating texture with some sort of tool, whether it's a waving iron or a straightening iron and you're creating that beveled bend. And then you're like roughing it up with product and we're adding back in that shine because guys, in addition to being um, a top, top, top tier celebrity stylist, Maura owns a salon in Beverly Hills called Moray. And she also just launched the most incredible hair product company called Rose, R-O-Z, or pronounce it like Rose, like a flower, um, but cooler. And I was totally like, Maura definitely finished Alana's hair with some rose oil. Am I right? Because that shine, you are that shine that's like weightless. 
Yes. Right? Yes. It's usually the first product I use and the last product I use on everyone. Because on a red carpet, you almost always want a little bit of shine because we just, it just equates to healthy, right? Like we just look at the go, okay, that's healthy, beautiful hair, right? Just kind of like what you said about Nicole. So much of it is hair oil, which is why I want to create a light one to be more universal because I think people do get scared of when they hear hair oil, but it has always been a product that I start and finish with. I love that. So you're prepping the hair with the oil to help sort of fill in the cuticle, right? And then you're just finishing with it. Hair oil is the one product that we need. Like who knew? Who knew? I knew. We knew. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like people are scared because you think as soon as you use a hair oil, you're like, well, now I'm going to have to wash my hair before I do it next time. It's sort of a commitment because not everyone's hair can take oil for two, three, four days. And we we all don't wash our hair as much as we once did. Do you find that with this product you have to wash the next day or it's sort of like is a leave-in conditioner moment? No, totally, totally weightless. The formulation forever. Um, I'm amazed that my chemists like stuck with me through the process because of how many, you know, iterations there were, but you know, I just feel like, uh, you know, why create something that really is like exists and accessible. I mean, I really felt like most hair oils were a little bit too heavy as a hairdresser. I would be able to kind of find the right ones and manipulate them and use them in like tiny quantities, but I would still use them always. So I really wanted to formulate one that to your point was lightweight enough where it basically should disappear. Like Mm -hmm. it should be there just to guide you through, to smooth out the cuticle. Like you said, Gwen, to, um, you know, we all like fresh out of the shower or on day two feel like our ends are feeling a little bit dry or our hair is like a little bit frizzy, fluffy because it's freshly washed. The hair oil is this invisible product that kind of just defluffs, defrizzes, and smooths out your ends and really doesn't have like a greasy weight at all. So how do you use it? Because so your hair oil has like a little pump. So how many pumps? One pump, two pumps, like how much should you be using? And are you putting it in your hands and Mm -hmm. like emulsifying and then just you know, two thirds down, like, what do you do? Exactly. So I would start with, you can always start with less. That's just how I approach all hair product in general. I feel like less is more and you can always build. So when you start with too much, that's when you kind of get into a little bit of trouble, right? So I never use less than two pumps really on any client. And then on my own hair, which tends to be dry and it definitely is thick and very frizzy, I can use like at least four pumps. So I know. Um, But I would say two is like a really safe start. Unless you have really kind of, you know, pretty fine and pretty straight hair, Mm. then I would say use one and rub it in your hands. So you pump it into your hands, you're, you know, two pumps, rub it in and then start at your ends mm-hmm. and work your way up from there. And then you can add one more pump and then do it a little around your face and a little bit on the top for those flyaways, right? When we get a little frizzy towards like the crown and top of the head, that's 
kind of the best way to use it. And then you can twist your hair, you can braid your hair, you can let it air dry, or it's like the perfect pre-blow dry. Um, I really don't like to use a lot of product on my like blowouts because you want them to last. Right. But hair oil actually helps your blow dries last because what happens is they help seal the cuticle so that humidity isn't able to like access Mm. easily. So you're kind of creating a bit of a barrier between, you know, it's helping your hair from getting frizzy if you didn't have any product in it pre-blowout. That's amazing. That's usually what I do is I kind of put it in the the lower sort of two thirds and then it's like whatever is left on my hands, I just pat. Exactly. (laughs) But I have been using your oil as a finishing product, Mm. not before I blow dry. So now I'm going to try that. Yes, definitely try it before you blow dry. And is it a good oil for someone like Travis who has platinum blonde hair now? Because you know how sometimes some hair oils will like make blonde hair look darker? Well, exactly. So the Santa Lucia styling oils, the Rose has two oils right now. One's a treatment and one's Santa Lucia. The one we've been talking about this whole time is Santa Lucia. Yes. That's that wonderful. product is clear. And I wanted to create it clear because you can see I am blonde. I can right. see you're blonde. <laughs> and it's true that sometimes, especially for styling, because yeah. we're adding heat, etc. cetera, um, sometimes for blondes, the yellow pigment can penetrate. Yeah, like when I use Moroccan oil and it changes the color, which is what I use every day, and it changes the color. (laughs) Right, and it's devastating. It's the only one I got. (laughs) And it smells great. (laughs) We can fix that. (laughs) It does change the color, though, immediately. You are right. Thank you for thinking. Interesting. So let's talk about, like, the day of the Oscars. I mean, so you're getting booked to do all these celebrities. Is it your agent who then is just saying to you, like, all right, Maura, you need to be here at this time and here at this time? But is it, like, crazy? Like, are you just, like, a chicken without a head? Yeah, so my agent, (laughs) thank goodness for them. They're, um, you know, weeks before the Oscars. And it felt like this year things were back open and happening. So everybody was kind of going everywhere. Great. And the logistics are hard. And we had so many conversations about how to get from point A to point B with how much time and who's getting what timing and all of that. So hair and makeup agents are like, they deserve, they deserve their Oscars after <laughs> the Oscars for totally. logistics and also just like making sure everyone feels like supported and like they have what they need. Um, so, and, and that's, that's the, that's the most stressful part, right? Like hairstyling, I can go into a room and really feel like, uh, you know, at this point, I've only been, almost been doing it 20 years. It's like, I, I can do it. And I know I'm going to like, make them feel good and like, give them the hair that they want. And um, at that point, you know, this point, I feel really, really solid about that. The thing that can feel tricky are the logistics. And yeah. that is, yes, that's the part that they, they really, you know, navigate for us. 
Um, it is crazy. Like you pack more than one kit. I've never heard that from yeah. a glam squad pro before, but that makes perfect sense because what if, and so like, what is in your kit? Oh my gosh. What is in my kit? So I have my tools that I'm obsessed with. I actually was just introduced to a new blow dryer. I thought and you were curious about this and it's very pretty too. It's so, so pretty. Um, so there's the Zuby blow dryer that I'm loving and I had that set up at Nicole's. And then I was also sent this blow dryer called Gamma. And I will make sure I'm pronouncing that right. I think it's Italian. It might be G-A-M-M-A. Mm. And that blow dryer is really compact. And it sounds like a mini airplane taking off. So <laughs> no one can really hear while it's happening. But it's powerful and really, really good. Um, so I had one of each of those in my kids. I have my set of my curling irons. Everything from like an inch and a half down. Mm -hmm. And then I have my hair products, my styling oil, the Rose Santa Lucia styling oil, um, you know, my go-to volumizer from Fido. I have my Lenore Grail Voluform hairspray, um, all of my like essentials kind of in each kit. So you have to have (laughs) multiples. That's wild. I I know. I know. I really, really do. Um, and I actually got access we, you know, got Nicole ready at a hotel and we were able, I was able to go in the night before, set up a big mirror Genius. and get everything kind of just like, right. So that I could walk in and have everything ready for me. So my assistant and I kind of prepped the Nick four in the room. Genius. Right. And the Heim girls you're working with all the time. So it's like, that's a little bit of an easier and they're just super cool. They're so, so cool. They're I was at a Chanel event in Miami when I was at Art Basel, and I had such a great conversation. I mean, of course, it was like I have to talk to Alana because I'm obsessed with her. And she was just so cool and down to earth. Like, I was like, oh, my God, that outfit is so cute. And she's like, yeah, I don't get to keep it. Yeah. <laughs> she is such, I mean, I have seen her, you know, this is obviously, this is her first movie. And it, I mean, what, like, a success and she was so good in it and you know I've gotten to come in and really witness this this moment and that girl is just incredible she like impresses me in every possible way she's so centered right like this is so can be so overwhelming for a first experience to be nominated and going to the oscars and she's just been a real like solid centered human throughout this whole process i've been really honored to like witness it that hair that she was wearing last night that's going to be like my hair inspo for spring and summer, 100%. But what do you think were some of the big trends that came out of last night's red carpet um, that you think people are going to be wearing for spring? Yeah, so I think to your point, like I really did see a lot of variation. It felt like people were definitely going um, a bit, yeah, like having fun with their hair in a way and having fun with their beauty looks, really not feeling like they needed to feel stuffy or like have anything overly structured or hard, right? Like 
everything felt like cool and had mm-hmm. like a bit of like ease and coolness to it. Um, yeah. and so right. Like Kristen Stewart had her like down kind of tousled and gosh, kind of who else? Jessica Chastain's ponytail, like even there clearly weren't extensions in it. It wasn't sprayed too much. It had movement. And it was such a, it was so interesting to see without sort of a beauty pageant bouffant and like hidden crown hair extension wrapped in it, that she just looked so cool and really let her face in the dress shine. Totally. Exactly. So I think we're going to see more of that. I do also feel like in terms of color, um, it feels like that kind of like healthy shine and like a bit more depth is what mm-hmm. I'm seeing, right? Like the brunettes yeah. have like a bit more of like a richness. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and so, yeah, it's almost like less fussy. I feel I like, that. yeah. We're all coming back out, but it's like, we also know what it's like to be not fussy. And it felt really <laughs> good <laughs> for a long exactly. time. It was like, you know, like trousers with an elastic waistband, like kind of like secret sweatpants. That's kind yeah. of like what we're seeing for beauty too. All right. So last question before we let you go, you have worked with like everybody in Hollywood. Who would be your dream person to style? I think for a while I would have said, and I am still saying it obviously, because this is the answer to the question, although I'll probably hang up and then immediately think of somebody else. But like, Hillary Clinton. Mm, yes. There, I, there could be a change there. There could be a little more layers. Yes. And I feel like I would crush it. You know? Good. Oh my God. Hillary, are you listening? I can also see you being good with Charlize Theron's hair. Ooh. I mean, Charlize would be also a dream <laughs> but first go to hillary first she's you know yeah. great amazing when we support her but a little hand, hair transformation sounds like a great idea <laughs> yeah. all right you guys well thank you so much for listening we hope that you loved watching oscars as much as we did and also that you loved all those beauty moves on the carpet drop us a note let us know what you loved what you hated uh let us know who you think Mara should do hair up <laughs> yeah Please. And definitely check out rosehair.com. So R O Z hair.com. That's where you can get your hands on that oil that I'm telling you it is life changing. Come back next week, you guys, for another episode. Until then, go to usmagazine.com slash stylish for more celebrity beauty tips and tricks all week long. And until next time, stay gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs>